You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Today on the Give Your Life Away podcast, we come to the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13. And what I want to say at the outset is, it's my belief, it's my strong belief that that we believe that we are better at love than we actually are. When we, when we look at what love biblically is, it's rather convicting actually. And I believe that the church is supposed to love people differently than the world does. And this passage, this chapter, will flesh out what it means to love. So I hope you're helped by the reading of this chapter and also the, the comments we make at the end. 1 Corinthians 13, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith, so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now, we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. What I want to do briefly is I want to go through verses 4 through 7, those characteristics of love. And I want to I want to picture you talking to someone in your church, someone you may uh, have a difficult time uh, connecting with or loving. I want to talk to you. Uh, I want you to think about talking to a spouse. I want you to think about saying these words to someone else. The, the, this this definition of love is what you're articulating that you want to be for them. So I want to say first, love is patient. When you say that, here's what you're saying. I will treat you well while you are growing, not just when you've arrived. I will treat you well while you are in the process of growing, when you stumble, when you trip, when you fall, not just when you've arrived. Secondly, love is kind. My heart will be magnetically drawn to you. Drawn to, to my heart will be for you rather than distancing myself if we have a disagreement. My heart is going to be for you, and especially when we have a disagreement, because I'm not going to be like the world that distances ourselves from each other when there's a disagreement. I'm going to be for you even when, and especially when, you and I have a disagreement. Love does not envy. I will not be cold to you if you seem to catch all the bricks. I will not be cold to you if you seem to always get good favor and I always get the trials. I will not be cold to you. I will not envy you in that way. Next, love does not boast. I will not try to one-up you. 
I will not try to outdo you when you receive some sort of accolade or praise. I will not try to make myself appear to be better than you are in any way. Love is not arrogant. Everyone in the church matters. When I say that I love you, I'm saying that you matter just as much as I do. I am no better than you. I will not look past you when we're talking to try to find someone more important than I can align myself with. I will not be arrogant toward you. You matter. Love is not rude. I will not behave indecently toward you. I will treat you as if you are a prized son or daughter of a good and powerful king. You matter to God. You are a child of God. He loves you, so I will treat you as if I am treating him with love. I, I will prize you. I will not be rude. I will not drag you into the gutter. I will seek to enjoy a heavenly fellowship with you. That's how I want to treat you. Another thing you might say to a person if you say that you love them, you might, be, you might say to them, based on this passage, I do not insist in my own way. I love you so much that I do not insist on my own way. I will not try to convince you that I'm always right. I will not constantly email you or call you or demand to meet with you when you don't think that I'm right. I will not insist that you always believe that I'm right. Next, love is not irritable. I want to give you my best. I don't want to be gloomy around you. I don't want to be grumpy around you. I want to give you my best because I believe you deserve that as a child of God. I want to give you my best. I do not want to be irritable around you. I want to be pleasant toward you because you deserve a pleasant environment. You are a son or daughter of the king. Next, love is not resentful. Love is not resentful. And this is what we're saying here is uh, when I love you, I will not play the victim. I will not take a victim mentality. If I am harmed or injured by you, I will not play the victim and resent you. I will not emotionally blackmail you. If we have a disagreement, I will not use my tears or hurt feelings as a way to win the argument or to get you to stop saying what I need to hear. I will not in my mind, in my body language, or in my heart, be the victim, and therefore treat you like you've abused me by simply telling me the truth. I think we need to hear that a lot. Sometimes when people love us and tell us the truth, we attack back by, by acting as if they've hurt our feelings, or treating them as if they've hurt our feelings. They've simply told us something that, we've needed to, that we need to hear. And we are not loving them when we resent them for telling us truth. A few more here. I will not rejoice at wrongdoing. I do not want you to fail so that I can say I told you so. I won't do that. But I'll rejoice in the truth. I'll celebrate what is good. I'll celebrate your progress. I'll celebrate your growth. I will celebrate your righteousness. Next, I want to love you by bearing with you in all things. Love bears all things. I will take any offense that you bring to me the way that Christ takes the offenses that I bring to him today. Next, when I love you, I'm going to believe all things. I will believe the best about you. My tendency in the flesh is to see you and think the worst of you, or to identify you and, at, by your weaknesses, not your strengths. I will believe all things. I will believe the best about you. I will take the kindest view of you in all circumstances. I will not assume that you are always guilty. I want to have a positive posture toward you. I want to assume the best. Next, love hopes all things. 
I will be optimistic about you. I will be optimistic about your future. I will be your cheerleader and not your judge who will bring a final sentence of condemnation. I'm right there with you, and we've got a bright future together. You've got a bright future as a son or daughter of God. Finally, love endures all things. The world ends relationships, and the world ends relationships rather quickly. The world ends relationships when wrongdoing occurs. I will not be like the world. I am here for you today, tomorrow, and forever. So far as depends on me, I will be at peace with you. So when we tell someone that we love them, those are the things that we're saying. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are a-